Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, where we tackle the challenges of raising teenagers without the drama. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hi, parents of teens and tweens. Do you find your teenagers' unpredictable mood swings challenging? One minute, they're all smiles, and the next, they're storming off over the smallest things. If you're unsure about how to help them navigate these intense feelings and stress, then this episode is just what you need. Today, I'm thrilled to have Sarah Hanna with us. Sarah Hanna is a master herbalist who's been guiding teens towards a calmer, more centered state for over 30 years. You might know her from her book, Moodtopia, or various TV appearances. In this episode, she's going to share some of her top natural remedies that tackle stress and anxiety, paving the way for a more peaceful and healthy state of mind. Sarah Hanna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Cam. This is a topic that I'm really passionate about, so I'm really excited to go forward. Meet. I'm really curious too. As I told you, I'm interested as a parent too. Give us just a 10-second backstory. How did you get into natural remedies? Well, I'm an international board certified lactation consultant. I've helped over 45,000 babies breastfeed. And when I was doing my medical training, everything was about antibiotics and steroids and anti-inflammatories, which definitely have their place. But I was like, women have been breastfeeding for over 5,000 years that we have documented. So like there's got to be natural ways to deal with this. So I was actually through Yale's Yale University, invited to Oxford University to do some studying, and I ended up sitting in the library just researching botanical medicine because I knew that plants grow all around us. They have to be here to help us because you know if you don't have salads every day or every other day, you're just not going to feel well. And I really fell in love with botanical plant-based medicine, did a five-year program in herbs, and then I went back to school and studied homeopathy. So I'm very well schooled in botanical medicine to help heal and support our bodies. This is wonderful news because I know in this day and age especially, we have kids dealing with ADHD and stress and depression, and it feels like our kids are just on this massive list of medications, which is terrifying for us parents to put them on, right? Yes, because we don't know the long-term ramifications. And actually, my second book that I'm working on currently is all about botanical medicine for kids with ADD, ADHD, and emotional challenges. Because everything has its place, Dr. Cam. There are some kids that are going to do really well on a psychotropic med or on a medicine for ADD, and we're never going to say it's not great for them. If it's working, great. But so many kids go from medication to medication to medication. Parents are frustrated. Kids lose their appetite. And the problem about losing their appetite is during these years of growth, it is critical to build their heart muscle, their bones, their ligaments. And if they are losing their appetite due to these ADD or ADHD medications, then we're going to have down the line other physical ramifications, which we're not even aware of yet. Yeah. So... Talk to us a little bit about when we're, when we're using natural remedies, what exactly are we addressing in the body? Because we're talking a lot today about the stress and the anxiety and just the big emotions that kids have. So when we're looking for natural remedies, what are we trying to resolve within their body? So I'm going to say, if, if we can, let's call it botanical because okay. natural is so all-encompassing. You know, dirt is natural. You know, dust is natural. So I really want, what I do is plant-based. That means we use trees, 
leaves, flowers, seeds. Uh, we can use barks of trees. We can use medicinal mushrooms, not magical ones. So we're going to be <laughs> talking about plant-based medicine. So I want to say very quickly how we make a medicine. We take okay. a plant. These are just different plants out there. This is marshmallow and lavender. And to make a tincture, which is easier for kids, it's very hard to get kids to drink a tea. With a tincture, it's a you can put a little couple drops in a cup with a little bit of grape juice or apple juice, and they can literally just down it quickly in the morning before they go to bed. So that's what I love about plant-based medicine. It's very quick to take and not complicated. But we take a plant and there's two ingredients. We take the plant and we either put grain alcohol or we put a vegetable glycerite. We let it sit for six to eight weeks. We strain it and we have our medicine. So there's two ingredients. When you read a lot of the supplements, there's things you can't pronounce. There's all these different chemicals that are actually made in pharmaceutical plants. So real plant-based medicine is two ingredients. If you have a tea drinker, which I think it's really hard to get kids to drink tea, you would put a little tea ball with plant in it and pour hot water. You can add a little bit of honey. So I think that's important for parents to understand. Now, when I make a mix for, for children and adults, I'll take anywhere from three to five plants mix them together in a bottle and they'll get an herbal combination from me because people are complex. But today I'd like to jump in and just talk about a couple single plants so people can familiarize themselves with it, but know that you may need to mix one or two together. Okay. So tell us what are some of the key plants? And I love that it's, we're calling it botanicals. This is great. Tell us some of the key plants that we as parents want to look at when it comes to the anxiety and the stress. Okay, so I want to say that one of the problems with anxiety and stress is that kids and adults get a chemical reaction in their bodies. They really get high cortisol. So when they work with a therapist, which is wonderful, don't get me wrong, it's like, I know that guy's a bully and I shouldn't be offended by it. Or I know that there's all this peer pressure. Well, they're not going to use those words, you know, to be cool and hip. And I really don't want to try those drugs, but I don't want to be a nerd. Right. So there's all this pressure or there could be a teacher that's not fair or a principal that's not fair. I mean, you and I could sit here for hours just discussing real, real challenges that kids and teenagers have. So your cortisol stress levels go up. So let's make up a number. Let's say when my cortisol numbers go up to 300, making up a number, I'm going to lose it. That's when Mm -hmm. I'm going to scream at my seven kids. That's when I'm going to be impatient because if I go up to 300, even if I intellectually don't want to, I'm having a chemical reaction in my body. So our goal is to reduce the the chemical reaction down to, let's say, 150. I don't think most people are going to get to zero. And that way your kids have a little bit of play space over here going from 150 they don't want to go all the way up to 300 where they can use their rational brain now Mm -hmm. there's one of my favorite teachers called dr robert sapolsky and he talks about when people are going through trauma and trauma could be that a girl doesn't have the cute sweater that she wants and all her friends have it you know what i mean and a little kid could not have the same bow that's super cool to have right so it's it's different so what happens when you're going through trauma and stress 
is that the prefrontal cortex doesn't use the right um, process to break down and analyze what's going on and you get impulsive decisions. So Dr. Robert Sapolsky, who is my favorite researcher on stress in the brain, shows in labs that they will make more irrational decisions. We don't want our teenagers making irrational decisions because that's then we have all these complications. So here's an herb called Skullcap. Skullcap. Skullcap, okay. yes. S-K-U-L-C-A-P. L-L-C-A-P. So Skullcap is an herb that calms the central nervous system without letting it become sleepy because you don't want kids to feel lethargic you want them to still play ball and basketball and be out there moving so skullcap is in the mint family completely calming and soothing you're really not going to od on it because herbs taste bitter one of the reasons they take bitter is because kids don't then overtake it they're like okay just give me my dose and leave me alone so you can take skullcap in the morning before school You can give them a little bottle to carry with them. They could take some midday. They could literally even just take it under their tongue. It's just a little bitter. I like to dilute it when they get home from school and before they go to sleep. So after a couple weeks on Skullcap, kids will not, this is not a drug. They're not going to feel stoned. What they're going to feel is more rational in their decision making. And when that person teases them that their Instagram page is not interesting enough they're not going to get that heart beating and that anxiety and stress so i think that every parent in the u.s should have skull cap yeah i'm putting it on my uh my per my cart right now for sure <laughs> my second favorite is motherwort 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 so like what is could the they name? have prettier names though yeah no, well <laughs> they all have these long historical <laughs> meanings but motherwort is for hormonal gloominess that mm. means kids girls before their cycle during their cycle and after their cycle that means even menopausal women that aren't having a cycle they can still be hormonally moody And boys, don't kid yourself. When their testosterone levels start to rise, man, they can lose it. So when things seem to be going well, their teachers are okay, their group of friends are okay, but they're feeling really gloomy, that's when Mm -hmm. motherwort shines. It's phenomenal. It doesn't change the hormones. So girls and boys are still going to do their hormonal growth and their hormonal shift. But when they get a surge of it and they just see the world as black, dark, there's no way out. I got a B plus on my test. Why didn't I get an A? That's enough to throw someone over the top. Just over, and you're like, who cares about a B plus? It's phenomenal, like yay! And the kid's like, no, it means I'm not smart. How am I going to make it in life? That's where motherwort can come in. So the question should be, Dr. Cam, can you mix skullcap with motherwort? And of course you can. You can do theoretically 22 drops of each in a cup because I could be nervous, my cortisol levels could be high, and I could be hormonally gloomy or hormonally frustrated. Boom, it's going to help, and they're going to feel much better. So how does this work? Because this is not like you take these and everything's fixed and everything's okay. This is more of a, this puts you, brings you back to a balanced state 
right, with your chemicals and your hormones so that you can think through it more logically and rationally and work through it. How is this working in our brain? So I'm geeky about this. Right. Stuff. <laughs> so I, so I want to I want to comment first to say that taking botanical medicine is not going to change the chaos of the world around us. So we need to share that with kids, especially yeah. now. This is a real world, crazy world of chaos. What's good? What's evil? What's right? What's wrong? It's really in question all over the world right now. So it's confusing times. So. What an herb does in each person's body, excuse me, is a little bit different, meaning some people will do better if they eat salad twice a day. Some people will be fine if they eat it once a day. Some people really need to eat a lot of fruit in order to go to the bathroom regularly. And other people can have like one pair a day and I'm good to go. So what it does exactly in the body has not been researched enough. Let's say that. Not a lot of people are doing the double-blind clinical studies that needs to be done on herbs. So that answers that part of the question. When someone does a double-blind clinical study, you have to have a million to a couple million dollars. Some people are getting placebo and some people are not. And you're tracking that. So only people that have a big financial gain is going to invest that kind of money. You can grow skullcap on your windowsill or another herb called lemon balm, which we'll talk about in a moment, right on your windowsill, right on your fire escape or on your front porch or left, a back porch. Skullcap and lemon balm are in the mint family. There's no toxemia. It's not going to affect your liver. It is completely safe. So what lemon balm does is it's antiviral and it soothes the entire body. We use it a lot when kids get flus, when you're traveling with kids on a plane, if they can't unwind before they go to sleep. And what it does is it calms the body down. So you can look up online the exact um, breakdown of the plant and see what clinical studies are out there. But Skullcap and Linden have been used for generations. There's no toxicity. The, there, you're not seeing an increase with kids going in to the emergency room with liver damage from these plants. It's like you ask me also, what if I like dill and I put dill, too much dill? I always cut up some dill in my salad for lunch and dinner. Is it too much dill? The answer is no. Dill is a digestive aid. It helps with inflammation. You're not going to take too much of it. So that's how plants work. And we're using plants that have been used for generations. And what's most amazing is you can go to China and they're going to use er the herb skullcap to calm you down. In the Middle East, they use skullcap to calm you down. In South America and in the U.S., Meaning people before the internet, before the research have seen through generational, I don't want to say experiments, but cultural uses that if someone gives birth and is anxious, we're giving them some mother word and skull cap. So that's right. kind of the roundabout answer to your question. Is this something where if you, if you use it and you know, you're using skull cap, try to kill, you know, try to calm your, your kids' nerves or your own nerves, let's be real, and you're not feeling anything change, do we take more of it or do we say, maybe I need to try something different? Yes. So 
everybody's going to metabolize fluids at a different rate, vitamins and nutrients at a different rate. So we start with a smaller dose just to save you money. Let's be honest, because if you can if you can feel that calm at 25 drops, why take 35? The next person could be a kid that's big, burly, you know, football player. He may need 55 drops. Whereas if you have a little girl who's very thin and doesn't like to eat a lot, she's a little bird-like in her eating, she may do really well with 18 drops. You really have to play around. Now, it's a little tricky with kids because it's not like they're going to say, oh, my gosh, I'm calm. You as the parent or caregiver need to observe their reactions. How explosive are they? How sad are they getting? So I want to point out, because we're talking about tweens and teens, that Mm -hmm. I believe that if kids are exposed to these botanical I don't want to say crutches, tools that can help them through life. They're going to go back to it because I see a lot of my clients who I I saw them as kids. I treated them for chronic ear infections. Then they had those teens, you know, hormones all over the place. And then they go off to university and they'll text me and say, Sarahana, is there a mix I can buy online just to send over to me? And the answer is yes. So it really is such a great tool to have for instance if someone is having a big exam and studying for the MCATs right they're studying for the MCATs they're a nervous wreck they've been really good students and you don't want them to start taking Xanax you don't want them to start taking Clonopin you don't want them taking the ADD medicine because that could really mess up their learning you can give them skullcap with an herb called Linden Linden is an herb that helps with digestive issues. Whenever I get nervous, I feel it in my stomach. I just like, oh, my stomach. I can't eat when I'm nervous. We have kids that overeat when they're nervous and undereat. So Linden's another idea, and it's not going to mess with your brain in the way of speeding you up or slowing you down. So we can use this for kids that are at risk, definitely. We can give it to them in the morning. We can teach them how to use it. And kids that are not at risk, kids that really just want to thrive and really flourish in the world. So I know for a fact that botanical medicine must come back into our systems. And as I spoke in the beginning of the conversation, if someone's on Zoloft or Prozac as a teenager and they're doing well, and you really saw a transition, great great then that's fine you could still use some lemon balm because it's a mint it's not contraindicated you could use some linden i'm talking about very gentle plants now and these kids that aren't doing well on these medicines they're really stuck and are they going to then go in the wrong direction drop out of high school just because they feel like they're nerdy we can give them herbs to build up their confidence calm them down and then we can work psychologically with them because you know dr cam that you get these kids that are come in and they're not they're not going to listen they're not going to try anything they're in chronic stress they're not going to listen and we can especially when they come in my office i show them the plant i show them the picture of the plant i let them touch it i let them feel it i tell them it's two ingredients and i say you can take it more when you want and less when you don't want And I'm empowering them, not just saying, take this little white pill in the morning. 
Right. And there were clinical studies on morphine with people post-surgery. And they found that, that when they had their own pump and they could regulate their intake of morphine, they took in less medication than when the nurses just gave it to them. So that's the same thing yeah. with herbs for kids. They're going to say, you know, Mom, I don't need any. I kind of, I like really kept it together at school today. And the next morning they could say, oh, my gosh, I'm just so nervous. I'm so nervous. Something's happening. There's an assembly. They have to speak publicly. And you give them a dose in the morning and let them take it to school. So that's why I love plants, because then the children, certainly above age eight, under age eight, we really yeah. have to help, you know, teach them about it. But they we they become their own partners in their health. That's empowering. It's very empowering. And I, I see a lot of teenagers actually turning more to vaping and marijuana because it has the calming. They're getting that calming and that anxiety release. So if we have another botanical that's safer to do that, because a lot of these kids are just, they're desperate, right? They want to feel something. How do we... so? Let's say, okay, I want to try this, which I do. I want to try this, you know, with me and my teenager. How do I start? Where do I go? I'm going to tell you, and I want to jump back for one second, because people always ask about cannabis. So you Mm. just mentioned it. That's why I want to take 20 Mm -hmm. seconds, because as an herbalist, cannabis has been around for a very long time. It's not a new discovery. Teenagers and the world thinks, oh my gosh, you know, CBD, we've got THC, we've got cannabis, and we're like, we've had it for a long time. What happens with cannabis is it's called a palliative herb. Palliative means it just reduces the symptoms in the moment, but there's no long-term effect. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you take Skullcap for two months, your cortisol levels will lower. Whereas with cannabis, they'll lower in the moment and then spike back up. That's why they say cannabis is not addicting. But you speak to any teenager that uses a lot of cannabis. They can't get up in the morning without it. After a while, they can't go to work without it. They're vaping not just when you used to go and smoke a cigarette where you had to leave the building, go smoke a cigarette. Right. They're vaping like 50 to 100 times a day. The destruction yeah. on the lungs, oh my gosh, that's for another time. Really terrifying. So cannabis yeah. is a plant we used for people that had wasteful diseases and lost their appetite. Because when you use cannabis, you get the munchies. So it has a yeah. place, but it's never been used by herbalists for long-term cures. I want you to know that and your audience. So so you ask the that's, well, that's great to know. And I think one of the frustrating things with the kids I talk to is I'm being told to stop, but I don't know what else to do. So if I had something to replace it with, I'm willing to stop. I just don't have anything else. Okay, so now what great do we do? Great point, Dr. Cam. I like that because it is true. And again, it goes right back to empowering the student to be yeah. a, a part of the healing. So as I told you before our interview began, on my website, sarahana.com, I have a place where you can get free handouts. So look in the upper bar and it says free handouts. And I have a whole wonderful um, uh, little little synopsis of herbs for stress, mm. which you can either print, right. put on your refrigerator, put it on your desktop, really easy to have. 
So when you look through this list of herbs, the herbs I talk about are non-toxic, safe. Um, and again, if, you, if your child is taking specific medications for seizures or other heart conditions, please speak to a master herbalist like myself. We'll tell you which herbs are safe. But for general children that don't have these chronic challenges, all the herbs on my handout um, are safe. And in my book, Moodtopia, um, I talk all about the plants and I go into depth about the role of the liver in our emotions and it goes mm. step by step about how to take the herbs. So it's really easy yeah. to read. But what I suggest you do is you pick an herb, read the list, see if it's more hormonal gloominess, if it's more anxiety, if it's more in the stomach, if it's a sleep issue buy a little two ounce bottle of the herb and i like them to dilute it because it isn't a grain alcohol the grain alcohol um holds on to the components of the plant better than a glyceride i'm not worried about kids becoming alcoholics because we're talking 25 drops and this does not feel like a shot of vodka right and right. <laughs> just start with something like skullcap don't expect it in the moment. Even when you go on a psychotropic drug, it takes two weeks to go into the system. When we're trying to regulate a girl's cycle, it, it can be three months. So you have to give it a little bit of time. Try to have the student, the child, or the adult take it three times a day, and it could be morning, dinner, and before you go to bed. You forgot morning, it could be when you get home from school, um, dinner, and before you go to bed. I like at least about a two to three hour break in between so the body can break it down. One day you can do it morning and evening, the next day morning and dinner, I forgot before I go to bed. Meaning, you don't have to be so strict that it's, it's the exact same time because the mm -hmm. brain reads herbs as food, takes what it needs and dispels what it doesn't. But if someone's in a state, Dr. Cam, like really going through a challenge, I really want them to try to take it three times a day for six weeks and then we reevaluate. But I just don't want any parent or, or child to feel, oh my gosh, I forgot to take it Sunday morning. We just went out to brunch. No, it's not like an antibiotic. If you miss a day of antibiotics, you have to call your MD or your DO to see if you need to go, if you can go back on it, not with herbs. What would we look for if we're taking it for, and it's good to know it doesn't happen right away, right? If we're taking it for a while, um, how do we know when it works? What are we going to look for? Less explosive, using that prefrontal cortex in a um, more adult way, you know, to sit and analyze, is this bully really worth me being so reactive? Okay, so what if I get a B plus or even a C on a test? It's going to be fine, especially if the parents encouraging. Um, no, I really so badly want to go to that party Saturday night. But I know that last time it turned into a scene. Maybe I can go with a friend to a movie. So we want a little bit more rational decisions and that things don't eat them up. Things are not ruminating yeah. in the mind. You know, like I had a kid come in the other day and he had an argument with a roommate. And he's just, it's ruminating. It, it, the, the conversation is ruminating in his mind. So he can't even get to the point of problem solving because he can't stop thinking about it and reliving it. So there's an herb called passion flower, which helps 
people sleep. But if you take it during the day, it's not going to make you sleepy. It helps you sleep because it stops your mind from cycling and cycling and cycling. So if you take before you go to bed and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I have 100 things to do. I didn't do my dishes. I forgot to put in a load of laundry. I didn't make my lunch for tomorrow. You're not going to go to sleep because you're thinking of 45 million things. So during the day, you can take pulsatilla. Again, I would mix it with skullcap. Because if that person is going on and on about an argument, the pulsatilla can stop the cycling and the skullcap can lower the cortisol levels. So kids. So far, I would like to take all of these. <laughs> can we just get them all in one big yes, thing? <laughs> and that's why in the beginning, Dr. Cam, I said when I'm working with with a client, I am going to put anywhere from four to eight plants in one bottle because we're all so yeah. complicated. So what we've spoken yeah. about today so far is we've spoken about skullcap, motherwort, linden, lemon balm, and passionflower. And you could put all five of those in one bottle and take it throughout the entire day and you'd be fine. Right. Yes. That's awesome. So is there any, are there any red flags or things parents should be concerned about if they want to try this route? Yes. So I wouldn't buy this at your local drugstore. Um, there are a couple companies I like. You can tell me. I don't represent them if you'd like me to say them. Um, and there are companies you always want to make sure that there's a master herbalist like myself overseeing the production because here's the story let's say i get a bag of kava root kava helps your muscles relax you're also going to like this helps you sleep because you don't have that tension in your body before you go to sleep kids can have that okay so if someone sends me kava and it's been dried out too much so it doesn't have its essential oils and it's cracking then i as a master herbalist am going to send back that kava root Mm. but that company is going to sell it to someone else because they're not going to lose the profit they're just not in the future ever going to send i don't own a company but they wouldn't send my company a plant that's not top rate because they know i'm going to give it back and i'd be willing to pay for the shipping so would you like me to mention a couple companies? That sure. would be great. great. I'd love it. Um, um, I, I like a company called Herbalist and Alchemist. Um, David Winston produces it. He's wonderful and a master herbalist. Herb Farm, H-E-R-B-P-H-A-R-M, is run by Ed Smith wonderful, brilliant herbalist. They are going to turn away herbs. That's what I'm looking for. And then my third company, and there are other ones that I like too, um, is I'm thinking what's very available, Wish Garden Herbs. I forget the name of the woman. She's a midwife in Colorado, and she only has top-notch herbs. So you're not going to per se get sick from the herbs that are not top-notch. They're just not going to be as efficient, and then you're just not going to know. So I want to just, if I can give just a teeny plug, I started a school called Moodtopia Academy, and it's very inexpensive. Monthly, it's like pennies on the dollar, and I have monthly Zoom workshops, two of them per month, um, an hour and a half each, where we go over 
how to take herbs, when to take herbs, how to know they're safe. Then we have a class on winter blues, chronic ear infections, um, um, summer tonics. I'm doing one coming up now on breathing and meditation, how to incorporate in your life if you're overwhelmed and stressed and don't have time to breathe or meditate. So I think it's important to not just learn on Instagram, Because a lot of people, and I am on Instagram, and you can follow me on Instagram, but a lot of people go to weekend courses and become the expert. So I think it's important to look into the person that you admire as an herbalist, learn about their background, understand what their education is all about, and then kind of stick with them for a while. Because otherwise, you're going to hear too many Um, ideas, too many, you know, when you Google now, you have to know that it's not a place for medical advice. And Google didn't go to medical school, which you know, and people pay for ads. So whoever wants to sell you a product is going to come to the top of Google. So it's kind of better to find like a nerdy herbalist like me, who just likes to read books and be in school. Um, And I'm going to share with you my 30 years of research and that's how parents can stay confident in giving herbs to their kids that's great so before we go a few questions for you the first one is what is the one biggest takeaway you want parents to walk away with from this episode so i think the most important thing is not wait till there's trauma or a very big thing to deal with. I tell my clients for colds and flus, if the kid gets a little drippy nose or a sneezing, give them immune herbs. We don't need to wait till it turns into an ear infection, bronchiolitis, pneumonia. The same thing emotionally, and that's what my book is all about. All kids will have signs, even if they're quiet and not sharing, breathing differently, the look in their eyes, If a parent or caregiver is tuned in, don't wait till they get kicked out of school. Don't wait till they're vaping. Start right away. You see a six-year-old that's being nervous by someone that doesn't like the color of their tennis shoes, give them skull cap. You have a girl before her cycle begins. It may not begin till 12 or 13, but it can start at 10. She's being hormonally grumpy. She's picking fights with her siblings. Start giving her some motherwort. So in botanical medicine, we're always about prevention, prevention. What can we give? And that means you have to be an intuitive parent. You have to teach that child to communicate with you and speak to the teachers. You know, my philosophy is that parent needs to be involved with every single teacher, every single principal. And I know nobody has time because there could be a little alert that happened in school and then you want to go ahead and give them linden before they get an ulcer and kids get ulcers so i think the takeaway my long takeaway is give herbs right away and you can give them preventatively like the beginning of the school year give them skull cap linden and motherwort the first month of school if they have a winter break and they're going skiing and they're having fun and then they have to go back into sitting in the classroom Give them some passion flower and some lemon balm, you know? So I think that being one step ahead, if you know you're going away for a weekend and you know your kid's going to be totally sleep deprived, eating way more pizza and french fries, then give them some digestive herbs and herbs to help them fall asleep. 
Now, I have a question for you, Sarah Hanna, because when you say give them, we're talking about teens, and it is not that easy to give them or even have them remember <clears throat> to take stuff, right? So I think the first thing is, and what I would recommend is doing, making this decision with your teenager and just saying, you know, what does, do you want to try any of these? So they're on board. But my other question is, is this something that you can, you know, sneak into their lunch and put it into their shake yeah. in the morning or something where it's not a battle every day to take it? Yeah. You know, you can, you can definitely put it in a smoothie. You can put it in their chicken soup. For sure. Um, that's if you have a kid that's already at risk, for sure. Um, and you can start that way. I do want to say a quick story. I had a kid that came to me for chronic strep, younger than a teen. And I know teens, we're going kids. And he was going to get his tonsils and adenoids out. And, and we know the kids still get strep. They get different symptoms. It'll be in their stomach or they can get itching in their rectum once you get those tonsils out. Anyways. So literally it was like child abuse, Dr. Cam, because the father would like hold the kid down and the mother would shoot it in the mouth and the kid would scream and yell. So they're like, Sarahana, we're doing yeah. child abuse. I'm like, mm, but if we can keep the tonsils and adenoids in and the kid gets better. So they do it for two months and the kid stops getting strep. And this kid had strep like every week. Anyways, so about six weeks later, the kid comes home from school and goes, Ma, I need those gross herbs. My throat, it's starting all over again. So here was this little kid, and he's still my client. He's 24. He's still my yeah. client. He took herbs on his own. Well, his mother at that age gave it to him. So yeah. I really feel to invite them to try this, to invite them to even say, hey, cannabis, skullcap. They actually, skullcap also has in it... Um, Oh my gosh, brain fog, what herb do I need? There's a chemical in cannabis that has um, the same, the, some of the same components in skullcap. There are a lot of er, uh, uh, cannabinoids, thank you brain. So there's something called cannabinoids and we learned that we have cannabinoid receptors in our body. There was a Dr. Mishalem in Israel that did this amazing research. He's now in his 90s about how cannabis goes right to a receptor because we don't have receptors for everything in our body. But here's the amazing work that's coming out. Other plants also stimulate and use the receptors of cannabinoids. So we can explain that marijuana is only the one drug that's popular in hip, but Skullcap has them. And I have to think of what other herbs, oh my gosh, does passion flower, there's so many herbs now that use the cannabinoid receptors. So you can educate them because remember, the more education they get, the more willing they may be to join us in this journey of trying another path to feel better. And I love this because it is something that you can sit with them and it's not about fixing them, it's saying, you're feeling this, do you wanna try something to help you feel better? And then when it's approached in that way, not you need to take this because you're being a jerk, you know, or you're being moody to fix that. It's more, how do you want to, do you want to take anything to just feel less stress? When they're on board and they're doing that, they're going to be much more prone to taking it. They still will probably need reminders because let's face it, we forget a lot of this stuff, right? Adults do too. But it is no longer a, you need to do this to be better. It's a you're allowed to take this or let's share this so you feel right. better. And I always tell my teens, here's the story. 
let's say it's two in the morning and I live in Brooklyn and we're in a scary part of Brooklyn and we have to go down an alley because that's where I parked my car. And I'm with a teenager, okay? Here's the truth. I'm only five feet tall. I'm slightly older than a teenager. I don't know a lot of karate or, you know, Krav Maga. But just to have another person walk down that alley with you, I don't care how tough of a teen you are, you feel better. At least I could call 911 or I could scream, right? So that's how I explain to my teenagers that herbs are. It's hand-holding. It's, it's just having that little tool to go through the struggles of life. And it makes you feel better. I just lost my mother. It's just 30 days since she passed. And I can't bring her back, Dr. Cam. And, you know, there's so many different emotions that go on. And I loved having my herbs. I needed to stay stable. I'm still a mother of seven other kids. I had to make a lot of decisions. And the herb wasn't going to change my reality. But, you know, I put a post on Instagram about my best friend Skullcap so happy to have her with me. Because it really helped me <laughs> keep it together in a really rough time. And I think that yeah. most teenagers, although it may be a struggle at first, will really like to have something they can reach out to when they're because, you know, the donuts just don't do it like Skullcap. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool to help us cope and manage our emotions, which is wonderful. Sarah Khanna, how do people so find you? So you can go on um, Google search, um, sarahkhanna.com. That's S-A-R-A-C-H-A-N-A.com. Um, on Amazon, you can find my book, Moodtopia, and all the other booksellers have it. And I am on Instagram, and I try to um, put up little one-minute videos, and that's at Sarahana S. And again, at my website, I want everyone to know that I have a lot of handouts. So if there's any area, if you have a mother or grandmother with a heart condition, I have one on heart. I have the one on anxiety and stress. I have the one on back to sleep tips. So I have a lot of free information up there that I think your listeners will really like to begin to explore and become well-educated. I will share all of those links in the show notes because I know I'm going to go check those out right after this talk. So, Serhana, thank you so much for joining us. I'm very thank grateful you, Dr. For you. Cannon. Keep up your amazing work. Our teens and tweens really need a lot of support. I got to tell you, I wouldn't want to go back to that age again. That was rough. So. <laughs> Right? No, yeah, not fun to live through. Not at all. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. I really appreciate you. If you found this episode enlightening, take a quick second to click the follow button, then forward it to a friend. And if you want more information on how to best support your teens, download my 10 top tips for raising teens at askdrcam.com slash parenting tips. Until next time, stay curious. Remember, there's always more to the story than what we see. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss a single episode and share the love by passing this on to a friend. Until next time, keep making a positive impact in your teen's life.